Welcome to episode three of Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. I'm your host, Jesse J. And I'm your co-host, side bitch, Ryan C. <laughs> I like that we've gone from co-host to side bitch. That's very good. I just feel less and less. I saw all the emails coming in this week, and they're all to you. None of them are to me. So um, I feel like eventually I'm going to be replaced by nobody. This would be just a solo show. It'll just show. be me. Um, I, I like that you said that because just earlier we were talking about how they're my emails, and you tried to say that they're our emails. But yeah, just because my name isn't in the podcast, <laughs> it's like, I, hey, I do all the editing. That's I could edit true. this whole That's thing true. out of you. You deserve a lot of credit. You do do a lot of hard work with the editing. But yes, we've received some really good. <laughs> I feel like we should just go jump straight into a quick recap of the amazing fan mail that we've been getting. Um, there's been some half naked men in Daisy Dukes. Um, there's been some saucy <laughs> pin bot related uh, audio content. Uh, what else have we had? We've had some international contributors. We've talked about tobogganing, we've talked about Wu Tang. Rap pinball, uh, hip-hop pinball themes have been really, really popular, getting a lot of great feedback, especially on the Wu-Tang. Um, we've had some trivia from Dr. John, which we're going to touch on later. Um, yeah, lots of positive vibes going on. So keep it- My favourite email, though, was the, the Ted, Ted Nugent. Nugent yeah, Bob Frost. Um, Bob Frost wrote to us, and I don't know where Bob is from, but <laughs> to say that he would listen to a podcast, which was just one hour of us saying Ted Nugent and then I got a complex about it and wrote back and was like wait am I saying this incorrectly and he clarified that it's just our accents that make it sound really good so just can you just say it really slowly for me right Ted Nugent Ted Nugent <laughs> you gotta you're eating it like a big sausage roll and you got a little bit of Ted Nugent right next to your lip. <laughs> Nugent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. I don't. I don't feel like we're saying it incorrectly, I but I guess once an episode, we should try and say Ted Nugent. Yeah, that's right. We were. We're going to have a special segment, special mystery segment. Who knows when Ted Nugent will pop up? But yeah, the fan mail's been really positive. Everyone. I mean, like we've talked about heaps of times before, the pinball community is very welcoming, and and people are definitely making me feel very loved, and you know, people are enjoying the show, which is really cool. So. Keep on writing. Talking about feeling loved, uh, JJ finally entered uh, the pinball Facebook world. Yeah. And I think since the last show, like you had zero, zero yeah. friends. Well, I made the account after the last episode was recorded. Yeah. And then I think uh, because I have access to yeah. our email, <laughs> I see all the friend re- requests coming in. And like, just so, okay. So like in the last hour, there's, in the last hour, there's been like 10... Facebook. And I don't know if these are like pinball guys or just like guys. Oh, there's in general, 19 because, like... new ones since just this afternoon. Wow. Oh, wow. So, what are we up to now? Hang on. Let me check the profile. I have 177. So that's not bad for like a week. We should have a contest to see who gets to a thousand friends first. <laughs> okay. No worries. I think I'm I'm pretty close, but I I think you probably yeah. beat me. <laughs> I mean, I could just upload some semi-saucy pinball content. There's no way that's happening, by the way. That's a joke. Don't get too excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty easy. You could you could be a catfish. Are you are you even a? Am I even a real person? Well, we've kind of touched on this. Like, you, I might actually just be a chatbot engineered to hook you via Hinge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, in summary, everyone's been very lovely and very wholesome, and. I'm very much appreciating all the feedback. So if you'd like to write to us, write to jessiejpinball at gmail.com, J-E-S-S-Y-J-A-Y-P-I-N-B-A-L-L, which we're going to spell out every episode because of our mishaps in episode one. (laughs) But you made friends with Roger Sharp, and that's kind of like the apex of what you wanted to do. So like, do you you just call it quits now, or is it after we have a conversation? Um, I, I think that the ultimate goal is to have to interview Roger Sharp. That would be really cool. I mean, I know he's, you know, he's been interviewed extensively um, over the years, so there might not be anything original that I can ask him about, but it would still be really cool. It's really funny when me and Marty interviewed him, I was hearing all these things that I'd never heard before, and I was like, holy shit, we just, like, he just dropped a bombshell. Like, he did this and he did that. And I, like, teased it on, like, Pinside or whatever it was. People were like, ooh, what's this big thing? And everyone's like, ah, he's already said that like multiple times. Yeah, before. right. I'm like, ah, 
there's so many Roger Sharp interviews out there. Like, yeah, try and extract something new out of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might be difficult to get some fresh content, um, but it'd be very cool. But anyway, I was I was very excited to see Roger Sharp accepted my friend request. <laughs> that made me happy. Because if you cast your mind back, I think we discussed this in episode one. It was only, you know, a, a handful of weeks ago, really, that I was doing my little Zoom meetup with friends during the lockdown and I put together my little presentation on pinball and I, you know, talk, naturally talked about Roger Sharp. Um, and look now where we are several weeks later. So much has happened. Started at the bottom and now, now we're, we're like one rung up. Exactly. Now we are here <laughs> with our custom podcast music, Daisy Duke fan mail and a failed segment called <laughs> Silver Balls or Blue Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just an update on, on our world. It is, uh, August the 2nd, 2020 when we're recording now. Um, it's pretty crazy here. Like today in Melbourne where we are both from, but you aren't there currently, uh, we're in stage four lockdown, um, because Melbourne and Victoria is kind of like out of control. So we can't like leave the house pretty much at all. Um, people are very bored. So I've been delivering pinball machines to them, but I guess I find out tomorrow if I'm legally allowed to do that, which is going to be quite scary. Um, I think I will be able to do it. Um, otherwise, everyone just keeps my pinball machines for free. Um, Jess, you're coming back soon-ish, I think. Yeah, I'm due back in about a week, um, so that'll be fun for me. I am an essential worker, um, so I'll be continuing to work from home. Um, but part of the plan was that you were going to give me the shadow, right? Well, I can't just give you the shadow because it has to be through business. So you have to rent the shadow from me for a lot of money. Yes. Um, you're going to charge me an extra tax, aren't you? Because I'm such an asshole friend. So I'm going to give you lots of money for the shadow. Um, but remember, cast your mind back to when the lockdown first began. And I believe it was the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who said that uh, jigsaw puzzles were an essential item for the lockdown. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Because people that. need entertainment so they don't go batshit crazy. So if jigsaw puzzles are an essential item, I would posit that pinball is also an essential item. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm sure it's been talked about in other podcasts, but pinball prices have been like everyone's just like, ah, oh, the market's going to crash because. Oh no way! You know, pinball is such a stupid thing. No, pinball machines are going up. It are. is like the ultimate thing to have in lockdown, and yeah, my little side business of I mean I've had pinball machines on location and they're going to sit there and do nothing but the success I guess or the willingness of people to hire pinball machines you know since they can't really leave the house is proof I guess of that yeah no that's that doesn't surprise me at all like people need things to do and I'm sure video game sales are going through the roof as well um but yeah that's the current state of events I bought Iron Maiden two weeks ago or in between recordings yes. and it was very hard to find one but I found one I bought it played the living hell out of it and said well I'm pretty sure someone wants to rent it now so it's already unfortunately out of my possession yeah. and it's unfortunate because it got named the greatest stern game of all time by the good people of Facebook oh really well not of Facebook like the company <laughs> it, it was I a it was that. a long <laughs> yeah it was a long, uh, like, two, three-month voting process, and um, it won. It won against Lord of the Rings, wow. surprisingly. That's cool. I'd like more time to play Iron Maiden because, as you know, I'm a big Iron Maiden fan. Um, so we'll have to – when you get it back and when the lockdown ends, one day in the distant playgridden future, hopefully I can play it again. But because I'm in another state, uh, I have been fortunate to be able to, to play a little bit since I've been here. So like we talked about last time, um, I played at Frankie's a few weeks ago and this time around I haven't been able to do a lot, um, but I made it two time zone, the arcade, and played Deadpool and Monsters, which is a lot of fun. Is it the first time you've played both those machines? Uh, no, it's not the first time I've played Deadpool. I played that some quite some time ago now at Bartronica in Melbourne um, and quite enjoyed it, but I was there on a date which we've discussed and wasn't paying as much attention to pinball as I typically would. Um, I don't think, I don't think you've told this story on the podcast though. Is this the date that you told me about where you, I'm not sure if you chose the, 
the location of the date, but you were on the date with the guy and then you got competitive <laughs> and you kind of like made a bet and then you kicked his ass at pinball and arcade games. And then he, he was like, he was a bit of a sore loser. Uh, no, this is not the same date, but that just to recap that story, that, that one was actually from years and years ago and it was at the same location and it was the same medieval madness machine um, where I completed wizard mode. So I was very familiar with medieval madness. It was the only game I was playing at the time. And so, you know, I had, I really had my eye in <laughs> I was playing quite confidently. And the story basically goes that um, my boyfriend at the time stood me up on a date. I later found out that he was with his ex. He was being a sneaky cheater. And so I was like, well, I'm going to get myself a date for tonight. Picked up the security guard. <laughs> at the venue that we were meant to be seeing this gig at. It was Dropkick Murphys and Lucero, which are a great band. Um, picked up the security guard, took him to the local where Medieval Madness was, challenged him to a game of pinball, comprehensively beat him, and he just left. <laughs> he just got the shits and left. <laughs> so, you know, it was a pretty unsuccessful night for me in the uh, romance stakes, but it was a very successful night of pinball. <laughs> Just proof that pinball never gets you laid. Even Medieval Madness, even even the greatest game of all exactly. time, can't get you <laughs> will laid. Never get you laid. <laughs> so, what did you think? Um, what did you think of Monsters and Deadpool the second time around? Oh yeah, um, I really I enjoyed Deadpool again quite a lot. I liked it the first time. I like. I actually haven't watched Confession. I haven't watched Deadpool, um, but I understand. You know, he's meant to be like the sassy kind of anti-hero guy. Um, so I enjoy like the sassy callouts in the game. Um, I did make some notes about this. Let, let me refer back. <laughs> I, I had to, I was fresh in my What's your life come to? You, you, you used to just be able to play pinball and have fun, but now you gotta, you gotta seek out the pinball to make sure you have pinball content on the podcast and then you have to take notes and your friends are just like, Jess, can't we just like grab a drink? <laughs> no way. I, I, I still play for the love and not for the content. Um, okay. So what I've written about my Deadpool play. Oh yeah. I was really proud because I feel like I've improved my nudging a lot. So I used to be so scared to even attempt to nudge a machine. Um, I don't even think it was from fear of like tilting a machine, but just not really knowing what to do. Anyway, I've stopped caring now and I'm getting a lot better. At that. What, what changed that? Was it when you were hanging out with yeah. me and Peely and, and Jared, when we were just yes. like, just, destroying the machine yes it, yeah, okay. it actually was at the peely cup um and that's when i first kind of really gave it a good crack so i'm getting a lot better at that that's fun um in terms of like i remember i said to you i feel like even though it was like paid play not not free play unfortunately um it's still a good opportunity to get a bit of skill practice in so um that was fun i still can't post pass i mean i haven't had a lot of opportunity to practice that um, but yeah, I pulled off a few cool things. I found Deadpool really fun. It was pretty challenging. There was no ball save at all on that machine, which seems kind of unusual for an arcade. That's not a default setting. Yeah. And so what do you, okay. Time zone for those in the U S that don't know, I guess is kind of like, uh, an arcade that gives you tickets for playing on most machines and yeah, like a redemption center. Yeah. 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 So, did you did you just like buy like a t- a timed card, like unlimited play for an hour? No, or... they didn't have those, so I had to just do like you know put on twenty dollars or whatever, and it's two it's two dollar games. Yeah. Um, three rolls, no ball save on Deadpool. Um, yeah, I found it kind of challenging, but really fun, really fun to play. Had a bunch of games on that. I think my best score was like thirty million, which is pretty crap, but I don't care. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I found it, I found it kind of hard. Um, but also, you know, it's a new game for me. I'm a beginner, more I'll, or less. Yeah, it's, that, I've, so. I've got, I've got one. It'll be in location. We'll play comps there. I'll, I'll we'll, we'll teach you how to yeah, play. Yeah. And you know, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of strategy in that game. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is that, you know, as a, as an enthusiast, but essentially a beginner player, um, it is quite challenging with machines like that to there's so much going on and it's it's hard for me to kind of like see the whole play field I guess and because I'm not you know you've pointed out that I'm a flow player like I don't trap shots very much I don't really have those kind of inherent skills so because so much is going on all the time it's really hard for me to see what's happening um and I guess that's probably a really common beginner player thing um I want to ask you because you're still really new and fresh to this um, 
and you've played like the games that you grew up playing, so to speak, were like you know Indiana Jones and Medieval Madness, yeah. and you progress pretty far in Medieval Madness, yeah. and it's always kind of like a thing where people are like, well, it's quite hard to grasp the concept of new games because they're complex, but they have to be complex because people are buying them for their homes mm-hmm. now and. People are still buying Medieval Madnesses for their homes, but it's because it's reached this kind of mythical status of the greatest game ever made. Yeah. Um, and, and and they were so expensive, like, you know, reaching almost $20,000 US before they announced the remake. For someone like yourself, do you feel like you can understand the game, or maybe like The Shadow? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how much was in your ear. I think I just let you play the first mm-hmm. game. We, we played quite well. Do you feel like games these days are a little bit too complex or not as intuitive as the older games? Um, yeah, I think, like, when I compare it to, you know, side by side, I was playing Deadpool and Monsters, I, I think, I think the busyness of the play field, and all the extra lighting and toys and things that get jammed in there, um, make it a Mm. bit more, I don't know if distracting is the right word, but I find it hard to kind of focus on one thing at a time. And again, like, when I'm a bit of a flow player, and I don't necessarily have advanced skills to trap up and lurk and have a look at what shots I want to make when I want to every single time, then yeah, yeah. it's definitely harder to keep across that. Whereas with like monsters, it's a lot more sparse. I feel like it's, yeah, it's just easier to see what's going on. And with medieval madness, when I was playing that, I think it was more mm. that I played it so much that I kind of learned by a repetition, what the different modes yeah. were and what objectives needed to be completed just from doing it over and over again, rather than being able to look at it once and go, okay, here's all the things I need to hit. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting point because I feel like if you play Ballywium games from like the nineties enough, you pretty much pick up on like 90% of the rules mm. um, by yourself. Yeah. Whereas you can play some of the new Stern or JJP games or, pretty much any new game and you could play the game a hundred times and still maybe not really know exactly how things work Mm -hmm. um like i'm still a little bit confused about um monsters and like um some of the scoring opportunities in that game um and it's been explained multiple times and all i need to do is like watch a video of the coder explaining Mm it um but it just it just doesn't stick in my head because it's not something that's been done before um in a game so it's interesting like yeah you can you can play deadpool and monsters but you might need like to like watch a video to actually solidify yeah and that's something that i've been doing a lot more lately like i'm getting interested in other people's pod you know many moons ago i used to listen to spooky bimball and other podcasts and then i just dropped out completely and haven't been across it and now i'm you know starting to get really interested in that again and um it is definitely helpful to watch uh watch play and watch people explain rules um, but it also, I don't want to get, that's a, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> well, pause that. All I was going to say is that I don't want to get too deep into that either because I really enjoy the fun of just walking up to a machine, not knowing anything about it and having a crack. And like, I'm in that kind of sweet spot, I guess, with my skill level where if I go to play pinball with any of my friends, I will absolutely smoke all of them. But playing with you or playing with anyone that's, you know, kind of deep in the pinball community, I'm a total novice. And so that's a pretty exciting place to be in because, um, you know, it's just fun. It's fun and it's great to learn. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. Monsters, really quickly before we segue on, let me refer back to my notes. Oh, yeah, I, I just kind of noted that it feels a lot less engaging next to Deadpool as well. So I guess that's the double-edged sword is that there's not as much going on there which makes it I guess intuitively easier to understand but it also feels a little bit less fun I guess like I like a hard game I really loved you know I instantly fell in love with the shadow at your place and you had that set up quite hard um and I really enjoyed that Mm. um yeah next to the newer sterns like Deadpool or you playing Guardians at your place they are pretty awesome um why does everyone hate monsters? Uh, okay, why does everyone hate monsters? How long do you have? <laughs> um, Give me the summary. Is it like because it's like Adam's Family light? I guess it's Adam's Family without without the fun. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like to me. Like it's the spooky theme, but Adam's Family is a little bit more you know gritty. It's a little bit more adult, um, and the play. For, it's been a long time since I played in Adam's Family, but the play just felt a little more basic. I guess. 
There, okay, there's 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 two versions of them. Well, there's three versions. There's the pro, the premium, and the LA. Oh, I took notes on this for once in my life. They were both pros, by the way. Hundred <laughs> percent, because they're on location. So the the premium and the LA have a, a lower playfield, mm-hmm. kind of like ACDC. You've seen the ACDC lower playfield, mm-hmm. but it has um, little mini flippers. Um, we can pause and you can like Google this if you want. Um, but it's, it's a very cool little. Well, I mean. It's cool in a gimmicky fashion, but it doesn't make it that much more fun. But if you played that, like not playing a little mini playfield before, you would have thought that it was pretty cool. Cause yeah, it's a new thing. Yeah, it did, well, it didn't have that because it was the pro. Yeah, it didn't have that. So, like, what you hit, you hit like the the strategy, like you hit Herman twice, and you're in multi ball, and then I don't know, there's no ball save by default. Um, people like I had that in comps for a long time, and uh, it was universally hated. And um, I allowed people during my comps for a while vote out games and um <laughs> it was pretty much monsters and star wars and creature from the back lagoon that would get voted out all the time because that creature was just so brutal um they they approached that game as we want to design a game like terminator 2 because it was so popular in the day and so straightforward replicate that and i think they possibly missed the mark a little bit like it there is something about 90s Bally William games that I think companies today, they can replicate little bits of it, but they can't replicate the entire magic. Um, and I think a lot of it has got to do with sound, mm-hmm. um, simplicity of rules, and it's, it's basically that. It's, it's, it's a simplistic rule set. Like You can get kind of like to the end-ish, the wizard mode, very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then the game just repeats itself, and you can get to Wizard Mode V2, which is pretty much just like higher scoring version of Wizard Mode V1. Mm-hmm. So within within five or so minutes, you can like see the entire game, um, and that works if what you're doing is really fun. Mm. But if what you're doing isn't that fun, then yeah, some people. I mean, it, it, it's, I don't want to hate on it. Some people love the game. I just can't connect to it and it's also because i don't know what the hell the monsters is like mm-hmm. i've watched like maybe one episode and i'm like ah this isn't that funny like maybe if i grew up on this and it was my childhood and the nostalgia factor yeah but it's a it, it would it would have been better off as an original thing to me like it, it means zero yeah yeah so okay yeah so pretty much then what i was getting at earlier which is that it's adam's family light <laughs> yeah okay well send an email in and um if you, <laughs> Adam's Family Light is a very polite way of saying it because Adam's Family is so highly regarded that like a light version sounds like it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. Take, does I'll... it even reach that threshold? Right. To well, us. it's like okay. There's there's Attack from Mars and there's Revenge from Mars. Revenge from Mars was like a sequel to Attack from Mars. And when I was first getting into pinball, I was like, I can't afford, or I, I can't find, or I don't want to pay for an Attack from Mars. It's too expensive for a machine that's so simple. Um, but I can get a Revenge from Mars, for which back then was like, I think, three and a half grand. I paid for a really, really nice Revenge from Mars, Australian mm-hmm. dollars. And like, if it's like half the game that Attack from Mars is, which it looked like it was, I'll be happy. But it's like 10% as good as oh, Attack okay. from Mars. And that's what like Munster's maybe is. Uh, so I don't know. Send an email in and maybe if you can write a tagline of how Munster's compares to Adam's <laughs> family, like... It's the something of Adam's family. Yeah, let us know. Um, on that note, I think I mentioned to you that I did – so there's not a lot of pinball going on in uh, where I am at the moment, and there was a pub here that did have a handful of machines on location, and you knew the person that was doing that. They've since pulled them all out. Um, and even my trusty venue where I used to go play Medieval Madness doesn't have pinball anymore. It's got Big Buck Hunter, which, you know, it's not the same. Um, the only other place I was able to find some machines was at a laundromat where I used to play as a kid. And probably the last time I played pinball there was about eight years ago. And I, I remember I said to you a while back, I was like, ah, oh, they used to have Space Jam and had that little basket. You can shoot the ball in the basket. You know, it wasn't a great game, but I always had fun anyway. So I drove past and did a little recce recently and it was closed. So I couldn't play, but they still have the same space jam machine and I would be willing to bet money that it's never been maintained. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It looks so dusty and decrepit. 
Uh, and they also had Independence Day, which I remember being there as well. And I remember being oh. very, very badly looked after at the time. So I'd like... I've never, I've never played Independence Day. Oh, true. All right. Well, if I manage to get there before I leave... Uh, I'll try and film some play for you. <laughs> I want no. I just want to see Space Jam. I just, I just want to see if Space Jam still works. Yeah. Um. And if you if you play Space Jam again, all you need to do is go for multi ball. Uh, I shouldn't be telling you this because I actually don't know a good strategy. But you can just go for multi ball over and over and over mm-hmm. again. It's the same shot. It just gets like just more shots the second time and the third time. Okay. But you just you just backhand the same shot over and over. Do you again, backhand the, the mode hole? <laughs> you 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 backhand the multiple hole. Oh right, the other <laughs> hole. Got you. <laughs> oh, never forget the first time I heard you say that phrase. That's that's the wrap on where where I've been with my pinball adventures um, in the last week or two, which is not bad. I've covered a little bit of ground. At least I'm able to play. Unlike you know people down in Melbourne that don't have the fortune of owning machines. So I'm pretty glad for that. For a cheap price of blah blah blah, you can rent one from Ryan. Please go to blah blah blah. No. Um, so okay, I I have been sending you some pinball content throughout the week yeah. for you to to research and digest. But I don't know where are you at with that? Yeah. So I had a listen to is it Twip or Twippy this week in pinball? Twip. Twip. Twippy. Twippy is the award that people win okay. if they're like the best the best at something. Uh-huh. Um, Twip is this week this in pinball. pinball. So, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, acronym checks out. Yeah, I listened to the TWIP uh, This Week in Pinball June rap, and uh, there was something that caught my eye in that, which is they were talking about Jersey Jack teasing some new innovations in pinball, um, and people were – I think there was speculation or they might have teased that it might be – they might be bringing Wi-Fi to pinball. So I have no idea what that would look like, and I was interested to see what your hot take is on that, how it would be implemented, what's going to look like. It, it made it, it made me think immediately of Dialed In, um, which I haven't had a lot of opportunity to play. Um, but, yeah, it would be interesting to see. What do you think that would look like? Do you think that's what it is? Yeah, I haven't given much thought to it because, like, they've been teasing internet capability with Pimmel Machine for, like, I think over two years. Mm-hmm. Um, like Stern has, and they haven't brought that to the forefront yet. I think people thought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would would be the first uh, Wi-Fi enabled pinball, yeah. um, but it's not. They did do, they did introduce co-op to that. Um, Jersey Jack have already um, have a beta program for I think an online connectivity where people can auto update pinball machines. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely going to come for for both companies, Jersey Jack and Stern Pinball, where you've got some kind of like Wi-Fi dongle. You register, and then when you're asleep, the pinball machine will auto-update, um, or you can maybe go through the menu and enable that. So the process now is downloading a file, making sure you download the correct file, because there's pros, premiums, and LEs, um, and vault editions, which are sometimes different, like Iron Man. I accidentally updated my Iron Man to a non-vault edition code once, and it, it didn't brick it, but it just kind of didn't power up. Mm. Um, luckily, it could be recovered. So... Is it that Wi-Fi capabilities are going to be more for the maintenance and code update side of things, or is it going to be somehow integrating with play or both? So I think part of that This Week in Pinball video that Jeff Patterson put together um, basically said that uh, in an interview or in a live stream, they said, if you think that's just what we're doing, then you know hold on to your hats or whatever yeah. it is. So it's just a bunch of teasing to be, yeah. Um, I, I, a company once did like online leaderboards and stuff like that, which is pretty cool and achievements. Um, and like when you walk up to the pinball machine, you can like not register, but you can like say, "Ah, oh, I'm Jess." Mm. So when it comes time to do your high score or online leaderboards, it already knows who you okay. are. Uh, if you have multiple people, like it, it'll just show the last ten people that play the game. I guess that's probably um, then like because the, I was trying to think of well, what would that look like for if it was in relation to play? But I suppose that could be a good step forward in maybe in the future some kind of live sanctioned international tournament if you have Wi-Fi capability. That could be fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Hopefully, they're working with the IFPA on something like that. But the the problem, I guess, with the IFPA rulings at the moment, like you. There are side-by-side challenges where you can play a different machine, mm-hmm. but I think every other comp, like if you're versing someone, it needs to be on the same machine because yeah. otherwise it's not fair. Someone could have a, a slightly more lenient tilt bob. Yeah. Somebody could be playing with it at the glass. I suppose 
also like the IFPA have, are, are there not representatives for the IFPA around the world? Like if you had a sanctioned official in each venue that was holding a competition and you were trying to do a simultaneous tournament, oh, 100%. then I guess you could yeah. go, it's kind of like boxing where, you know, you have to weigh in for fights on different, of course I make a combat sports analogy, but bear with me. <laughs> when you have to weigh in on different scales at different venues and things like that, things are going to be, anything that's mechanical is always going to be calibrated very slightly differently. But if you've got a, an official there that can, you know, at least make sure there's glass and there's the same settings and all that kind of thing, then that could actually be really cool. I could see that being a lot of fun. Yeah, 100%. It'd be amazing if, say, you there's a venue with, like, five Stern pinball machines or JGP or whatever it is, um, and they're all IFPA-approved machines. Um, or it doesn't really need to be IFPA-approved. If it's the same machine mm. with the same settings, like, they can check that the settings haven't been changed mm-hmm. to fireball or whatever it yeah. is. And then people can go there throughout the month and register their high score. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there was something very similar called the Selfie League, that um, a bunch of people created where you you, you you do exactly that and then you take a picture and then you upload it and like this is my score mm-hmm. um, but over the years I mean there's always loopholes and people might take a picture of somebody else's score or yeah that's why I feel like if you know depending on how it's um, how it is done then Wi-Fi capability could be really good for that because it would potentially hopefully avoid tampering but anyway it's a future thing i'm just interested to see see where it goes that was just something that caught my eye out of the twip i don't say yeah yeah no next topic (laughs) okay well you you were asking me what i was reviewing in terms of content um this week and yeah so i caught up on twips recap for this month and have also um, been started following dead flip um and just for the let the record show that I understand Jack Danger is married, but I think he's very cute. <laughs> um, but there's great content on there. That's something that you you pointed me to because you know there's a lot of cool clips on Instagram and and different channels of play tips and things like that. I like that. how you use the word cute, but when you message me about it, you're like, "Why is Jack Danger so hot?" <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you're reading, reading the receipts <laughs> out like that. <laughs> fine why yes i do think jack danger is pretty hot um <laughs> so i kind of went down like the rabbit hole of looking looking at dead flip looking at dead, dead like for the pinball or for for jack danger himself bit of both uh, hand okay. on heart it was for the pinball um I promise. And <laughs> although he is nice to look at, I ended up, I don't even know what, what I was watching. I was like watching casual play videos or something, kind of just chilling out before bed. And there was talk, he's just talking shit on one of his streams with people. And someone mentioned um, for a theme, the Stephen King's Dark Tower. Um, and Jack was like, oh yeah, no, there'd be so many cool themes out of novels. And I, I think personally, as a big Stephen King fan, that there are so many, there's so many books that would be epic, but especially Stephen King novels. Like we love a horror theme in pinball. There's so many cool stories that can be done. And yes, everyone's got their fantasy theme, and there's like a billion and one things that you could do. But that would be particularly epic. I, I don't know. I have nothing to say about this. Like, what's the Dark Tower? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Uh, the Dark Tower is a seven book series. I think it's seven books written by Stephen King. It's fantasy. It's cool. There's a main character called the Gunslinger. Ah, uh, look, I don't know. You, you might like it. You might not. But I feel like I, I feel like there should be a, a, this is like a recurring segment, like called Ryan doesn't know shit. Where the first episode it was yeah. like that Susie who, who was it Susie, Susie and the Banshee Banshees. and Danzig like not so much. Yeah, Danzig. Second episode, I can't remember. I mean, you only knew Danzig because of yes, that's true. Second episode was Wu-Tang Clan, which I, I know still who can't Wu-Tang Clan is. Come that. on. Yeah, but you didn't know any of the finer details. Ted knew. Yeah, I didn't know about the, the clips, the 36, 36 clips, changes. 36 bullets in the clip. Yeah, well, you need to go away and do some research, but there's been a few references that are, are over your head. Um, All right, I'll do some research this week on Stephen King novels so I can be up to date on potential themes because it's very hot right now you should thank me ryan c for elevating you from mediocrity to greatness <laughs> <laughs> you might i don't know if you've noticed that i've tried to thread that into like every episode so far it's like ted nugent, <laughs> ted nugent. <laughs> what else we got jesse J? 
Uh, I think that covers pretty much the the actual play and the, the content that I've been consuming. So, you know, my knowledge quest for this week wraps up there. Oh, one other thing actually was, this might be unpopular of me to say, but um, there was mention of a Guns N' Roses machine to be potentially released. Don't say it. And I, I don't want to see it. I'm saying it. I don't want to see it. We've got ACDC. We've got Aerosmith. We've got Kiss. What else have we got? There's, there's tons of Metallica. Like, come on. We don't need the Gunners. They're washed up now. It, it doesn't. <laughs> so is like every other band. Gunners that... are not relevant anymore. <laughs> but they were so good for so long that like it doesn't. They were. I get that. I just feel like there's such a glut of like rock and roll machine um, rock and roll band machines of, from that era. And yes, they're classic, but we need something different. Like there is no hip hop or R&B or rap machine at all. Okay. Do you know what, why people want it? Um, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, cause Guns N' Roses are pretty cool. Right. Um, but there already is a gun, Guns N' Roses pinball machine and it fetches such a high value for such an average pinball machine and i know people can upgrade play a very nice version that's has all these upgrades and stuff done to it but at the end of the day it's a pretty shit pinball machine and mm. but because it's, it still goes for so much money everyone's like well i'd rather spend that money on an actual good game done by jersey jack done mm. by the company who throws the kitchen sink at pinball machines and done by eric minier who is the guy who did pirates which he just had all of these like amazing firsts, like they set the bar so high with that game, like, like a, a yeah. rocking ship, and like what can they do with Guns N' Roses? It's gonna blow everyone away. I mean, I guess away. at the end of the day, it's that old thing as well. Like if you get if you find a machine that whether you have gameplay that you love and a theme that you love, then fantastic for you. Like there's plenty of machines where you may not care at all about the theme, but you love the machine for its play and vice versa. I can appreciate that Guns N' Roses might, you know, it's being made by fantastic people and it's probably going to end up being a really fun game. But just why do we have to see another band like that? It's yeah, unoriginal. So your, your point is invalid because you like the shadow and that's like one of the worst themes ever for a pinball machine. So <laughs> like, yeah, invalid point. I mean, I also like Stranger Things. So, you know, I, I should probably just shut up forever. Yeah. Um <laughs> You don't like the monsters, so that's okay. You got like uh, you got a couple of points there. I've redeemed myself. You redeemed myself by not liking the monsters. No, what I was going to say. Ah, yeah, Slash is also involved as well. So when you have someone like that involved, then at least you know it's not going to get like a fake Slash saying you know mm-hmm. with all the callouts. You might get some really cool pinball machine where it's really well theme integrated. Yeah, and that is good. I can't hate on that. We'll see. All right. Fine. Fine, we'll see. Well, look, we need, that's going to bring us then to our, our favourite segment, which is uh, shit pinball themes that may actually be good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, before we get to that, actually, um, I'd like to bring an unrelated fact of the week to this episode. Two, two bits of trivia. Trivia question for you. Yes. Which 71-year-old musician was formerly married to Shemaine Dezeal? Shemaine Dezeal, that definitely rings a bell. Is it? <laughs> is it our good mate Ted Nugent? <laughs> ding ding ding! It's Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bob Frost. Um, no, the re- the real trivia that I wanted to bring to the table is: so I was hanging out with some friends the other day who are some of whom are healthcare professionals or allied health professionals, and been talking about medical stuff and. Um, we got onto the topic of radiography and it reminded me of something that I learned recently. Have you ever heard of the Throckmorton sign? The Throckmorton sign? Yeah. Mm, doesn't sound like it's Throck. Is that something <laughs> related to cock? It, it actually is. <laughs> um, the, the logical journey that you took to get there was pretty robust as well. Um I feel like you could ask Dr. John about this. He might be able to help you out uh, with some medical field knowledge. But the Throckmorton sign refers to, so if you get a pelvic X-ray, the Throckmorton sign refers to which side of the body your penis is pointing towards at the time of the X-ray. Because when you get a pelvic X-ray, they can see that on the imaging. 
So a positive Throckmorton <laughs> is when it points to the side of the injury, and a negative Throckmorton is when it points away. But wait, that isn't related, right? Like your penis doesn't like shift and no, change. No, no, no. It's completely a joke amongst the the medical imaging community. It's not a re- it's not a real thing. It's just something that people do for a lark. <laughs> <laughs> So if you ever get a pelvic x-ray, make sure you inquire about the status of your Throckmorton pathology. Is this, is this something that you can Google? Like, is, is this well-known? Yeah. You can Google this right now. It's also known as the John Thomas sign. That, that sounds more American. John positive Thomas. JT. A positive JT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you know, at the, at the risk of being um, a little bit crass on the show, I, I thought that was quite amusing. And I, I love the things that medical professionals make up to Amuse have a bit of levity. Yeah. And, you know, it's these are dark times for our healthcare professionals. So, yeah, I thought that was quite a good fact. But more importantly, Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back to Pimble. Bring it back to Pimble. <laughs> <clears throat> So we were, we were going to get onto themes, so pimple themes that may actually be good. So, um, you know, continuing my habit of bringing very left field ideas to this, um, we all know that I am a combat sports enthusiast and former fighter. So saying on that, I think that a Muay Thai, Thai boxing themed pinball machine would be really cool. Don't you think um... – what, what what's MMA? Don't say UFC. Yeah, UFC, MMA. No. Why? Because that you could you can, you can do Muay Thai in there. Everyone just does Jiu-Jitsu, right? But you you could yeah, do Muay Thai. Yeah, usually in MMA, people specialize. Typically, Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are some kind of ground like wrestling. Um, yeah, I know, and the UFC is a huge organization. They got lots of money, and everybody knows what it is. But Muay Thai is very cool. And now let me tell you why I think this would be a cool idea. We've already seen a couple of combat sports machines, right? We have Ali. Um, is there a Bruce Lee machine or am I imagining that? There's like a fake Bruce Lee machine called Dragon. Right. Um, what was there besides th- Ali? There's WWE. Uh-huh. Which is, oh, gosh. I'm going to make some enemies here when I say that doesn't count as a combat sport, but it doesn't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many people in pinball that love wrestling. is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why. Wrestling's cool, but it's not the same thing. No, of course not. There's a Rocky pinball machine. That's it's... right, Rocky. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, so those were successful. I think Muay Thai could be really cool. It's a little more niche, but there's so many things that are really interesting about Muay Thai. So, for example, I think we've discussed this before, but there's a whole bunch of different styles of Muay Thai, right? So there's Muay Femur, there's Muay Cow, like knee fighters, there's Muay Mat. Um, they're all different styles, which refer to like, you know, if you're a kicking fighter or if you're a knee fighter or if you're a strong puncher, so you can have different modes where you play as a different type of Muay Thai fighter. Well, that could be, that could be an option. It's a very popular thing at the moment to like choose your character yeah. when you choose start. Choose your fighter. Yeah, choose your fighter. Exactly. Lina, choose your Leonardo, style. Raphael, or the Moy, Moy something, Moy, what, what were those things again? Moy for more, Moy cow. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole bunch yeah, of like them. You're playing Colby with your friend and you're like, who wants to go Moy cow? I'm like, I'll go Moy cow. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then you definitely. could like work your way up to fight at the big stadiums. So there's really famous stadiums in Muay Thai like Raja and Lumpini. Um, we could have a crossover and feature Sagat from Street Fighter. Oh my he god, was I was about Thai. to say Street Fighter. Can it be like you start in, in like Thailand and then you like yeah. it has that screen where you travel all around the world to, to like yeah. to fight Delsim and Ryu. Exactly. Except you're not really fighting them. You're going to fight the golden era fighters of Muay Thai, like Senchai and Buakau and Yodsenklai. That'd be cool. Come on. That sounds awesome, right? If I was into Muay Thai, this would be a very interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need to be into it to appreciate that that could be a cool theme. Like, if we can get people into boxing pinball machines, we can totally get people into Muay Thai. We can play the old school Thai music that you hear at the stadiums. And, like, there's this really fun thing that Thai... Ties do over in the, like when I went to train over there or you see it at Stadia, when someone gets off a really good shot, everyone goes, Oi! And, and I feel like that'd be fun. Like, you know, you get a good shot and, and the machine goes, Oi! <laughs> yeah. I've really thought about this one, Ryan, clearly. Yeah, or maybe like Oi Mania. There's like a, there's a mode in, a- <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a mode in ACDC called Oi Mania, but they're like, Lyman cheats, even though he's like meant to be some kind of guard, he like fucked up the mode. And I reckon secretly that he fucked up the mode on purpose 
so that he, he's allowed to like update ACDC again. He like released this update, like here's a final update kind of thing of ACDC, and mm-hmm. like it, there's an Oi Mania mode, and then everyone like got to the mode Oi Mania, but it just like didn't work. And I reckon he's like did it on purpose because he he doesn't have any coding mistakes, obviously, because he's like some kind of like pinball coding guard. And uh-huh. he's gonna be like, "Hey Gary, I need time to work on ACDC because uh, somehow like all your money got got fucked up." But what it was, I think, is like a switch hit frenzy. So there's a lot of um, this is like your pinball learnings of the week. Um, in a lot of pinball machines, I'm not sure when it started actually. Someone maybe email in and let me know what the first switch hit frenzy was on a pinball machine. But um, a, a switch in a pinball machine is like a spinner, a target. Uh, um, you know, the, the slingshots, anything that triggers a switch um, mm-hmm. to score points. A switch frenzy is kind of like any switch will be worth more points and usually they'll ramp up the music and, um, I don't know, like it'll say something. Like in Simpsons, Homer will say do. So mm-hmm. when you're in multiple and you get do frenzy, you just hear him say do, 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 nonstop, which is initially annoying, but I love it now because it's just like points, 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 points. Um, yeah. So, getting back to the Moy Thai pinball machine, it can be an Oi Frenzy, one that actually works since Lyman Sheets messed it up. And you set multi ball and you just hear the crowd just saying Oi non stop. Okay, yeah, cool. I like that. Oi Frenzy, except V2. Okay. <laughs> See, it's a good idea. <laughs> the other idea that I had, which is no, nowhere near as good, would be like an Australiana pinball machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't hear Ryan shaking his head, but I assure you that he's doing it violently. <laughs> All right. What are the ideas or is, is that just the title? I mean, I was going to go further, but you just, just dismissed that right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> All right. I mean, we could have surfing. We could have native wildlife. We could have like giant galahs on the play field. We could have pies and tinnies and ciggies and burnouts and servos and you know all that kind of good stuff that nobody will understand except for Aussies yeah and that's why it would be great because we will export what's beautiful about Australia to the world or we could just have like (laughs) a Mad Max pinball machine right oh that'd be really cool actually yeah (laughs) let's let's go with that Thunderdome instead (laughs) alright so those are the two options of the week that people have to choose (laughs) Yeah, Muay Thai or Australiana. <laughs> I feel like this is like rigged so that everyone's like Muay Thai because um, you went into so much detail about it and you're like, Australia, tinnies and pinnies. <laughs> <laughs> and chicks in bikinis. Oh, yeah. Um, Me- meter maids. Meter maid mode. I mean, this could be like big juicy melons, but way better. What kind of melons do Australian girls have? <laughs> This is a very loaded question. Um, rock melons and honeydew melons. <laughs> no. What? I can't believe I dignified that question with an answer. I know. You said to tell me to shut the fuck up and that's it. Shut the fuck up, Ryan. <laughs> uh, uh, right. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. <laughs> we need to stop um, recording at like close to midnight this is ridiculous well we've been talking for quite a while now i feel like that's that's enough for one evening it's been a it's been a good week of play it's been a good week of learning for me we have managed to inject a small amount of shit talk into this episode and you know talk about my dating life once again so great job everyone pretty comprehensive cool um next time we chat to you all which i think americans say y'all next time we chat to y'all Maybe you will have the shadow. Yeah, hopefully so. And also, actually, just a final note, uh, I'm heading back to Sydney at the end of this week uh, before I fly home, and I've found a... I'll probably try and hit Frankie's again for some play, but I've also found a place that has Jurassic Park, Stranger Things, and Deadpool, and apparently they've recently updated the code on the latter two. Is that so, is that City Heroes? Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that should be fun as well. So I might have some more play to report on before we go back to 
stage four lockdown. Cool. And if you want to meet up with Jesse J in Sydney, just drop us an email at jessiejpimble at gmail.com or stalk her on Facebook. Her name is Jessie J. <laughs> it's, a, it's a picture of a blonde girl playing Stranger Things. That's her profile. And um, <laughs> just message her and she'll meet up with you, even if you're a stranger. That's how cool Jessie is. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> definitely reach out, though, if you are in that area. And if you're not a complete weirdo, we can definitely talk about pinball. Well, this is the thing, Jess. Like, just before we, we end this, you were messaging me again this week or last week and saying, like, oh, where the hell do I play pinball in Newcastle? And I'm like, Dave's house. And you're like, who's Dave? And I'm like, Dave. Like, if you make, if you, like, did, if you made friends with people, like, properly beforehand if like this started a while ago like pinball people are cool they'll be like yeah come over jess like we'll play pinball people are so cool i mean yeah like because i went and played with you with the peely cup uh with your friend but that was with, that was with me like you i, I, I know i feel like you'll soon reach you are my status. In. yeah i'm your in but like you'll soon reach a status well maybe not in lockdown but you'd be like ah i really want to play this and you just get a message on facebook like hey come over i'm like 10 minutes away and you can play this game for free at my place yeah, people, it, it really is like, you know, I talk a lot of shit on this podcast and we have a lot of laughs, but I actually genuinely do love and appreciate how welcoming people are in this hobby. That's really cool. You've been fantastic. Everyone that I meet has been so enthusiastic and so welcoming of me as a new player. Um, and even the fact that people are giving this podcast the time of day and, and getting something out of it is so cool to me because it's something so fun that we're doing. So that's really nice. I think we've got an awesome community and I'm, very much looking forward to getting to know more people in it. Yeah, and we didn't even need to like build up our, our listener base because we just like just say, "Hey, Zach, here you go." <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach Meany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyway, that's a wrap for tonight. So shoot us an email. Tell us what you think about monsters in comparison to Adam's family. Have a vote on Muay Thai versus Australiana, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye forever. <laughs> Ted Nugent. <laughs> no. I'm going to edit that. I'm going to like stop before you fucking say that. There's, there's way too much Ted Nugent in this episode. There will never be enough Ted Nugent in the episode. All right. You can, you can count us in. Jess, because you are the... <laughs> Just imagine dun, dun, the dun, name. Dun, 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 dun. It's Jesse J and Ryan C. We met on a dating profile, but now we fucking hate each other, but we're still friends. You better not put this in. You're going to put this in, aren't you? No. <laughs> yeah, maybe at the end. <laughs> Outtakes. Cool. Well, welcome to episode three of Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. I'm your host, Jesse J.